Good morning, good morning, Sanctuary Fellowship and all those that are watching. Just want to welcome you here, actually at the home of uh, our Pastor George Martinez, coming live to you. Uh, and today, you know, it's a little different, but the spirit is the same. And, and what we want to do here before we even go, before we start, I want to just get into some prayer. And, uh, and then maybe do a, one song, something that we can just all come together, whether in your homes or wherever you are watching. We can come together in one mind, one accord, and just kind of really just speak to God and ask God to just bless us this morning. So let's just open up. Father, we want to thank you for this, this morning, Lord. You have been so good and so gracious to us, O oh God. Father, we thank you for your patience, O oh God. But Lord, we are believing, Lord, that you are in full control. We believe, Father, that everything, Father, that we've been experiencing, the things that we've been going through personally, Lord, even as a congregation, Father, that you are in full control, O oh God, and that you will see us out of each situation, oh God. So, Father, today we ask that you bless us, oh God, whether we're in our homes, oh God, Father, where we're driving in our cars, where we're, Father, wherever we are, oh God, we ask that you bless us today, Lord, as we lift up a praise to you, oh God. Father, we ask that you would just receive this praise, oh God, on our behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. So, once again, we want to thank you coming live from uh, Pastor George Martinez's home where the first service ever took place, and I'm sure he'll share more details on that. But uh, let's just sing this song, Your Promises. Just a night on fear, for your love set me free. 
Every promises will come to pass, Lord. 
Chesterton says, Jesus promised his disciples three things. That we would always be completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. <laughs> that we would always be completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. I just want to say good morning. I want to thank you once again for joining us from the house. I'm grateful to be able to share with you. This morning, even though it's through an online video, I'm just excited to be here with you, and, and I pray that we can make a connection somehow this morning. I've um, been learning, just, you know, growing through these things, and God's been showing us a lot of things. The, the other day at work, there was uh, an executive meeting that was going on, and, and these happen all the time, you know, on the executive floor, and this meeting was canceled, or it was cut short, and there was this entire breakfast spread. For, for everybody, so once those meetings are over, this happens all the time, once those meetings are over, maybe it's the same at your job, all the rest of us could go in and, and you know, partake in that breakfast. And so I remember I was, you know, I went in, I, I went in, I got my, uh, my, my oatmeal, and I was putting, you know, 37 toppings on the oatmeal, because it's, it's one of those spreads, and, and I grabbed the yogurt for later, I put some fruit kebabs on the side, I had, they had these little shot glasses, with um, uh, yogurt parfaits and stuff. I mean, this, this elaborate spread. And so I'm, you know, hooking myself up. There's cheeses and salamis. And, and so we were grabbing everything. And then people started coming in, the admins, the people from the floor. And before, before um, long, people started complaining. People were like, oh, man, I don't know why they ordered these bagels. I don't know why. How come there's there's more uh, there's always more cantaloupe than than honeydew? How come they, they they put in these little glasses the parfait? And the people started complaining, and and I was just kind of not in the mood for it that morning. And I kept saying, you know, I'm looking at people like, but um, but it's free, you know, it's free though. And 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 people are like, yeah, yeah, but they're complaining. I don't know why they order this. I, I bet you this oatmeal is not even made with skim milk. It's too thick. And and they're making all these these complaints. And again, I tell them, yeah, but it's free though. It's free. And again, the next group come in and they, and, and, and I got to the point, I was getting a little annoyed, you know, because I'm, I'm like, I have this whole thing and it's free. And, and in the cafeteria, that'll cost you $12, $13 for, for a breakfast at the hospital, right? And so the last person kind of just pushed me to the thing. And I said, but listen, isn't it great though that you don't have to eat this free breakfast? You don't even have to come in here. It's not mandatory. You can just go down to the cafeteria and buy whatever you'd like. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, at least it's free. And it hit me that morning. Sometimes the more we have, the more we complain. Sometimes the more we've been given, the less we do. The more we become accustomed to, the easier it is to take it for granted. And so you could, you know, apply that in your marriages, apply that in your homes. And, but of course, today I'm talking about the building. I'm talking about everything that we've been accustomed to, everything that we've taken for granted, everything that for this season we've been separated from. And if you're um, listening in uh, and you're new to us, you know, this is, this is a message to the, to the church at the sanctuary. Um, we've been out of our regular building now for about four months because this big tree fell on our building and we've had to undergo all of this 
uh, construction requirements to amend our certificate of occupancy before they let us back in. And it has been, you know, a, a, a struggle. And so I'm going to give you guys some updates on that. And, but what I'd like to give you that's, I think, more important today is some perspective. We get so used to looking at things a certain way that we can't make any sense of it. And, and we can't see what's happening right before our eyes. And, and sometimes we need a fresh look to look at things a little differently. I'm, I'm a little tired of people, you know, kind of coming at me mad. Well, when they can open a building. When, when, as if it's on me, you know, as if we're not trying to do everything that we can do to make this happen. And, um, and you know, people have told me, oh, well, you know, when you tell me when you guys open up so I can come back. And, and sometimes, you know, you just want to say, you know what, maybe I won't tell you when we open up. Because if you're not with us now, maybe, maybe you don't, you're, you're not part of us for, for then. But anyway, that's a whole nother. So let me give you a new perspective. I want to rewind to the start. And, and the title, if I, if I gave this little short talk a, a message, it would be Back to the Start. It was close to 12 years ago, right here in this very spot, where, I, where we gathered with about 25 to, 35, 25 to 30 people, and we set off on this journey that we now know as the sanctuary. It was, uh, we came from really humble beginnings. We had folding chairs here in the living room and folding chairs here in the dining room. And in this corner, those of you that, that were with me, you, you remember, in this corner we had the entire worship team. We had a piano and, and guitar and everything. And, and we came live. And, and, and I remember how excited and how nervous I was to share the very first sermon, sermon number one. Almost as nervous this morning. To share this message, sermon number 366. But I had been, at that point, I had been preaching for a long time, but it was to a youth group. And this was going to be something different. This was going to be a new thing. God, God was doing a new thing. Understand, we had stepped out into new waters. We had left everything behind. And we were taking a huge risk. We had to wonder, would this ever be more than just some small group of people who were disenfranchised with what, what we knew about church? A people that were tired of, of the same old things, the same old attitudes, and the same old church drama. We had very little experience, but big expectations. We had no support, no backing, but we had a calling. We were on our own physically, but we knew that God was with us. And so we didn't know if it would actually work. We didn't know if anyone that would actually show up or keep showing up. But one thing we knew is that we had God's promises. And so it was just Amen. so appropriate that uh, Pastor E opened up with that song today, His Promises. Because we had a small team with no budget and a really big vision. Amen. We had a call. We had some folding chairs. And we had a name. That's all we had. Before we stepped out, God had already settled in my heart and attached the name, the Sanctuary Fellowship. And I knew that God wanted this to be a safe place. Uh, a little different from other churches perhaps, but a place where people could come and heal and rest and recover. A refuge uh, uh, for the broken. Uh, a place where people could come and learn to enjoy God. We have been tired of the religious and tired of the judgmental uh, position that, the, that, that religion and what religion does to a church. We wanted to be, we knew that we were called to be something totally different. 
And so the text I used for that day for sermon number one was Isaiah 35. And the scripture speaks prophetically about the end times and about the joy of the redeemed. But it can speak to us today right where we are. Listen to this. Isaiah 35. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along. Starting in verse 3. It says, strengthen the hands that have gone limp. Steady the knees that shake. Tell those who panic, be strong. Do not fear. Look, your God comes to avenge with divine retribution. He comes to deliver you. Then blind eyes will open. Deaf ears will hear. Then the lame will leap like a deer. The mute tongue will shout for joy. The water will flow in the desert, streams in the wilderness. The dry soil will become a pool of water. And listen, verse 8. A highway will be there, and it will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it. It is reserved for those authorized to use it. Fools will not stray into it. No lions will be there. No ferocious wild animals will be on it. They will not be found there. Only those delivered from bondage will travel on it. Only the redeemed will walk there. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return. And they will enter Zion with a happy shout and unending joy will crown them. Happiness and joy will overwhelm them. Grief and suffering will disappear. And that's a picture of the vision that God gave us. See, I had encountered so many people who were once church people. So many people who were once God's people. And because of issues in church and because of insecure leadership and controlling and judgmental leadership, they pulled away from the church. Wounded. And, and what eventually happens when you pull away from the church, sometimes you pull away from God. And so I've, I've met too many people like that at this point. And, and, and you start to believe those things that, that those that hurt you have said about you and they keep you from moving forward. And I had met too many people like that. And because of those wounds, I had so many young people who were disconnected from the church and separated from God. And so my heart for the sanctuary was always to bring those that were damaged by the church or weren't loved on by the church. Our call was to seek and save those that were lost twice. Those who weren't allowed to become a part or who were never connected, never reconciled to God to stay, to show them the love of God through a people. See, our walk as believers should lead people to believe, not lead people to go away from God or away from church. So the first message I ever preached at the sanctuary was about a place, this highway. And the redeemed shall walk there and the ransomed of the Lord shall return. The word redeemed is so powerful. The, uh, the origin in Latin is redimir. Re meaning back and emir meaning to buy. So to redeem is to buy back. And ransom, we've watched enough movies to understand that one. Ransom means to obtain the release of a prisoner by making the payment that was demanded. So I've said this a thousand times. I want the sanctuary to be a place where people could risk being fully known. And still be loved and accepted. Because God already knows us fully and loves us completely. I love that the scriptures use words like redeemed and ransomed. Because it says to me that it doesn't matter where you came from. 
It doesn't matter who you belong to, what bondage you're in, or whose prisoner you are. God in Christ paid the price to bring you back. He's made the payment for your ransom. So God doesn't care where you're from or what bondage you're carrying, but too often church people do. And sadly, too many people have been pushed off this highway by those of us who don't deserve to be on this highway either. And so we knew that to be this kind of church, we knew that we had to have a leadership who was confident in who they were in Christ. A team who wasn't always struggling to be better than, than the next guy. A team who wasn't always comparing and, and judging and, and, and trying to see who's better or who's higher or, or, or trying to achieve rank. I remember in the early days, God told me, don't count how many people show up. He told me, don't count the chairs, don't count how many people show up because you're going to get caught in the comparison trap and you'll get discouraged and distracted. And then when I bless you, you're going to get caught in the comparison trap and you're going to be proud and you're going to be disqualified. So I was always scared. People would tell me, oh, it looks like this many people showed up. I said, ah, no, no, I don't want to hear it. God called us to be a people who can minister from the abundance. God called us to be a people who can bless from the overflow. But, but church, family, that's not easy. It's a lot harder than it sounds. And so family, it's been about 12 years that we've wrestled with this challenge as a church. And I'll be the first to admit we don't always get it right. Sadly, we've struggled at times. We've messed up and we've probably hurt some people along the way. And for that, I am heartfully sorry. But I want to let you know today that that's still the vision of this church. Building healthy families. That we would enjoy God, that we would serve people, and that we would build healthy families. And now, if we honestly reflect, if we look back, and God has given us plenty of time now to look back. The season before the tree fell was an even tougher season than this one. It's hard to even remember it now because of all that we've gone through this tough season. But that season was even harder than this one. And from the outside, listen, we had more things happening than ever before. We had the largest amount of ministries than, than we've ever had. We, we had new things starting all the time. And when you look at that, you say, man, that's great. That's an amazing church. Amazing things are happening. People are getting touched. People are getting blessed. The church is growing. What a blessing. But what we didn't see, what we didn't notice is that it was the same people doing all the work. Don't tune out now, listen in. The one who ran this was running that and starting this. And, and the ones who were in charge of this were also involved in that and responsible for that and starting this. And while people were getting blessed and the church was growing and ministries flourishing, leaders were burning out. People were getting tired. Tired people aren't always at their best. Listen, fam, I'm just being open and, and, and I'm being transparent with you. I want you to know the state of where we are all around. And so when the same few people are doing all the work, that's not healthy. You can't minister from the overflow when you're not resting in the stream. Mm, that's good. Watch how God works. A few weeks before the tree fell, I had a leadership team meeting. 
with the entire team. And the theme, the theme of that meeting was accentuated by a book that I gave everyone to read. The title was Replenish. Replenish means to fill up again. To restore to the former level or condition. And so I felt that God was warning us at that time to fill up again. And looking back now, I see that God was preparing us for all of this that was to come. When tragedy and hardship strikes, two things can happen. People can scatter, we can become separated, or it can bring people together. Now, I don't know of too many churches, I've spoken to a lot of my pastor friends, I don't know of too many churches where you can take away the place that they meet, you can cut their finances short for four months. You can whittle down their savings to, and they can still testify that every bill is on time, that the mortgage is paid, that we're still building the vision for bigger and greater things that God has called us to do. I can tell you today that we're stronger than we've ever been as a church, as a leadership team. This time, apart from our building, apart from all the extra ministries, apart from all the extra nights out, apart from the extra practice times and the extra busy weekends, this, these times have been a forced rest for many. Sometimes when, when you get hurt and the doctor orders you to take it easy, he tells you, you got to slow down. You, gotta, you can't do what you've always been doing. you got to slow down. And, and sometimes if you don't listen, what the doctor does is he puts you on bed rest. It's a forced rest. I don't want you doing all the extra just for the sake of doing it. I need you to rest so that you can be healthy again. I was at the Department of Buildings this past Friday. I was dealing with a hearing and, and more nonsense and, and being discouraged and I was tired and aggravated. And I got this text message from someone that's not from our church, but it's someone that I love and I know that someone, it's someone that loves me and loves us as a church. And she said, this is what the Lord has spoken to me as I've been praying for you. And today he released me to tell you. And so I'd like to share this prophetic word that I got for us, for me, for us. I've, I've edited it a little bit to take out what's personal for me. And, and I want to read to you what's for us. Amen? Amen. So God says, he said that he has given you new wine and new wineskins. And not to forsake what he is doing or why he is allowing things to happen. But he is doing a shift in your mindset. How you see him and how you do things. The enemy is not the orchestrator of your present situation. God is. The enemy is not the orchestrator of your present situation. God is. Because there's a deeper work that he's doing in you, in your family, in your ministry. And what needs to be, he said, she said, rest assured, what needs to be bound and loosed has been bound and loosed. And your body, your spirit, your soul, and your finances are protected and covered in him. You can type amen now if you're, if you're typing. <laughs> he's bringing you back, listen, he's bringing you back to the original purpose and vision. For the sanctuary that he gave you and you will walk in the purpose with an expanded and new vision that aligns with his greater good for you and for the people along with the community that you're in. 
He's giving you his way of doing church and ministry. So don't forsake this time, but rest in him and allow your souls to be at rest and your bodies. There are new connections being made during this time. And walls are coming down as newness is being built. Keep in mind, she doesn't know what's going on at the building. She says, there are new connections being made during this time and walls are coming down as newness is being built. Hold on. Pray in the spirit daily and call the leadership team to continued prayer and fasting even when you return to your building because you will not be able to do things as usual. The end there, there is a new group of people that have needs that you are to meet through your unique style of ministry. But do not forsake where you came from and what he did in your life through those experiences because he will use it in this new season with this new group of people. See, family, what the enemy meant for our destruction, God has using for our good. Amen. 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 October 8th. I met with the leadership team and told them to replenish. October 23rd, the tree fell. Despite all of our efforts, we could not get back into the building. One week we streamed online like we're doing today. Then after that, we found a temporary location at the Hakedi School. And we were blessed and, and grew the church there and had an awesome time there. But last week, we gave up that location to another church that was there from that neighborhood that had lost their building. And it has been challenging, it's been exciting at times, uncomfortable, most others. We're still building, we're still filing and redrawing and resubmitting and, and as, as they change things on us every week. I can tell you honestly, we can be in as early as next week or it can take another two or three weeks. There's just no way of knowing because every time they tell us to, to do a certain thing, we do that and then it changes. We've already, so that you know, we've already secured another location, another school. And, and that's ready so that if we can't get in next week, we won't keep doing this online. I think it's important for us to, to come together. And so if we need to, to meet someplace else to worship and perhaps have another encounter there, to open another door for whatever God is doing for another people, then amen. That's what we'll do. But understand something. And this is really what I want you to get. The building... We're not getting it back the same way. There's redemption happening over at the building. There, there's been an acceleration of God's vision for us. Um, what I thought would take another year or so is becoming reality now. What, I, what we scribbled on paper and, and drew, drew some things out about a, a vision that for later on, one day we'll have this and we'll have that. God is saying, not one day now. This is happening now. You'll find when we get back, some things are missing. You'll find there's a different layout. You'll find some things have been torn down. We'll, we'll be dismissing kids to children's church to rooms that you've never seen before. Some things have been repainted. Some things have been upgraded. Listen, there's a different kind of restoration project that God is doing with the building. This building isn't being restored to what it once was. It's being renewed to what God has called it to be. Amen. What it was destined to be. Watch this. Being a factory where things are built up and put together was training for that building. Being a bakery when there was always fresh bread, that was just preparation for that building. God is doing a new thing. Amen? Amen. 
And God has shown us the, the, the vision that we thought was ours was His all along. And that He's behind it. And His promises are yes and amen. You can type amen now. The vision was his all along. And, and the thing is, on our timeline, God is saying in that word and, and, and in, the, in the times that we've spent in prayer, God is saying, in your timeline, it was going to take too long. So I, I need to do it on mine. I had to shut you down to stretch you. Sanctuary, we had to get shut down so God could stretch us. And why do things get stretched? So they can fit more. So they can do more. We, we stretch, we get stretched so that we would be more flexible, so that we would be, so that we'd be able to reach things and do things in a different way. We get stretched, things get stretched so they can hold more, amen? How else can God give us more unless he makes the place bigger, unless he stretches us? He can't pour more into the same measure of space. So get ready, family. Because God is about to show you more, show us more than we can ask or imagine. And, and it's frustrating and it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it hurts, and it's, and, but, but it's exciting. I want us to be excited. I want us to know that God's promises are with us. I want us to know that he's gone before us, that he has making the way, that he's leveling places that are, that are lumpy, that he's tearing down gates and, uh, of bronze, that, that he's making a way where there is no way. And he's, he's creating a place, a highway. Not, not only will, will he open this building, but when he does, there's going to be a highway there. And the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready to move forward? Let's pray. Let's pray. I'm going to ask uh, Jason if you would come and close us out in prayer. Thank you, family, for, for tuning in for these couple of moments. Um, I'm excited. Be, be uh, tuned in so you know where we'll be meeting next week, whether we'll start at some place new or whether we'll be back in the building. But keep it in prayer. Stay expected and stay exciting. Father God, we just thank you for another opportunity to come before you, Lord, whether it's online, whether it's in person, Father, but just the opportunity to worship you, Father God, the opportunity to be in your presence once again. We know that your, your word is, is and your promises are real. We trust in you. We thank you for this season of stretching, this season of, of molding, and we cannot wait to continue rejoicing in the midst of it all. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you've already done, Lord, and we rejoice in the process. In, in Jesus' name, we just pray for your people right now, this congregation, all the viewers that are watching, that you may have a blessed week, a focused week, that you, wait, that you may see God's blessing over every aspect of your life, your finances, your, your children, your jobs, schooling, everything. In Jesus' name, we declare right now, we thank you, Lord. And as, as Pastor Ephraim says, you are blessed so be a blessing. God bless you guys. Have a good week. Amen.